Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Well, alrighty. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is going to be a really cool episode, number 147. We'll get to our two very special guests in a moment. Um, hope the year's treating you well. It's spring. Actually, it's summer now, which is why I can hear birds outside my window. Always kind of cool here in the summertime on the West Coast. And um, like I say, we've got a really cool interview lined up for this brand new episode of Songs and Stories. Not a rerun, even though reruns are always kind of cool. Um, really quickly, though, I wanted to rattle off a few upcoming Santa Cruz area gigs. As you know from my last show that I talked about, I kind of took the spring off. I was hosting the series and working on new stuff, and I've got new songs I'm playing out and kind of road testing them, and got a few gigs coming up. I wanted to rattle off a couple of things, and if you'd like, if you go to michaelgaither.com and click on the calendar page, you'll see what's coming up. But really quickly in the kind of immediate near future, immediate near future is kind of redundant, um, on July 17th, our buddy Jim Lewin, a staple of the Santa Cruz music scene for a long time, he's played with the bluegrass band Harmony Grits, he's played with Lacey J. Dalton, he's played with everybody in town, he tours with Great American Taxi when they're on tour. He has two new records in the home stages, one's with his Americana band, Edge of the West, and one is more of a, a hippie bluegrass project that he's put together. He's going to be playing... Um, songs from both of those records on July 17th at the Corlitas Cultural Center, and I'll be doing an opening set with some new music for that one. Um, and then I'll be at Alfaro Winery in Corlitas on July 18th from 1 to 4 p.m. doing all originals, so that'll be fun. And then a little farther out on August 1st, if you want to mark your calendars, I'm going to be doing another show at the Hot H-A-U-T-E Enchilada in Moss Landing, California, just below Watsonville, just above Monterey. It's a really cool room, and I, if, you, if you can make it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be sharing the night with, um, well, John Bagley is going to back me up on mandolin and guitar. He's great. And then um, the duo Madrigal and Strange will be splitting the night with me. And I just realized it's Jerry Garcia's birthday, so I guess I'm learning some dead tunes to, to close this show out. So that's on August 1st. And then a little farther out, if you're um, kind of planning um, the tail end of your summer, I'm going to be back at Sunlit, Sunlit Oaks Winery in Gilroy on September 5th. That's Labor Day weekend. And then the weekend of September 18th, I'm again up at the American River Music Festival hosting our... I think our eighth annual songwriter showcase, which is a lot of fun. And all of that is on my website at michaelgaither.com under the calendar page. So have a look at that. And um, meanwhile, back here on the podcast, about a year and a half ago, I got to meet Gurf Morlix. And Gurf Morlix is one of these kind of Austin guys who's been around for a long time. He was Lucinda Williams' band manager and bandmate and producer for a long time. He's toured, he's produced, I think, all of Slade Cleave's records. He's worked with Robert Earl Keane and produced some of his records. Um, and he, uh, he also toured with Warren Zevon, which was a great story that he told the last time he was on Songs and Stories. So I think if you haven't heard the Warren, the Warren Zevon interview, I wish, <laughs> if you haven't heard the Gerf Morlicks interview, uh, go to my site, go to the podcast page and click back to episode number 135. It was Gerf talking about 
his latest record about a year ago called um, Gerf Morlick's Finds of the Present Tense. And we talked about his whole kind of music history. This is kind of a continuation of that interview. He played our series at the Corlevis Cultural Center about a month and a half ago. And when we booked it, I said, well, you have a new record. Let's do a new podcast. And he said, great. And he, he wrote me about a month before and he said, would you mind if a guy named Blackie Farrell opens for me? And I'm like, um, first of all, I'd love to meet him. And second of all, uh, please bring him. If you don't know the name, you probably know his work. He's been a songwriter for many, many years. He, uh, Dave Alvin and Robert Earl Keane both covered his song, recorded his song, Sonora's Death Row, which was one of my sort of like epitome songs that kind of lured me into songwriting and music in the first place. He's written um, Mama Hated Diesels that was recorded by Commander Cody. He's been covered by Leo Koch. He just lots and lots of people. But Blackie has never recorded a record until this year. Gerf and Bill Kirchin produced this new record from Blackie, which isn't available yet, but I wanted to talk about it and get this information out. So they're working on getting a release for it. It's done. And when they played at Corlitas, we took a little time beforehand, and I talked to, I talked to Gerf about really about just the latest record. We t- we covered history in podcast number one thirty five, and again, go have a listen to that. And then we talked to Blackie, and Blackie's again, he's just like a, a, a this archive of of stories and music, and like the nicest gentleman you'll ever want to meet. And I was kind of in awe. I mean, I love I love Gerf. Gerf has become one of my favorite songwriters. Um, but to meet Blackie, who was really who wrote some of the songs that really kind of moved me in this direction, was really I was kind of humbled and in awe. And I got to talk to both of them, and they played a couple of songs, and then we had a great show. So what you're going to hear now is a couple of songs off Gurf's latest record, and then Gurf's latest record is called "Eaten at Me." We're going to hear a little bit of Dirty Old Buffalo about the town he came from and why he moved from that town in the interview. And then we'll hear a little bit of 50 Years. And if you've listened to Gerf's music in the past, you'll find that this is a little more autobiographical. And I, I like everything he does, but I think this is his best record. And so we're going to hear a little bit about of, that, of those two songs, Dirty Old Buffalo and 50 Years. We'll talk to Gerf Morlicks, Blackie Farrell, and then they'll each play a song. And then I'll come back and we'll close with one more song from Gerf's latest record. So here's a little bit of the new Gerf Morlicks record, Eaten At Me. And then we'll hear a couple of uh, really great uh, American songwriters talking about what they do and playing a little bit for us on Songs and Stories. Here we go. We pile in the car In our best clothes Kids in the backseat Dad will drive Breathe in the stink All the way to the city Fifteen miles Up Route 5 Over Father Bakers Over the Skyway Past the steel plant We'd go once a year The roads were rugged The air was orange Mom was quiet, you could smell her fear. Dirty old buffalo, dirty old buffalo. Smoky memories, they haunt my mind. South Park Bridge. 
looking for kicks without a clue a couple of kids out of their element hoping five dollars would seal through waiting in an alley of blue shadows for a fat man all soaked in sweat I could see the gun in his waistband as he reached for a cigarette. Dirty old buffalo, dirty old buffalo, smoky memories that haunt my mind. All the cool kids were wearing black hot tops I wanted them so bad Ads on TV after school Driving me mad Run your fastest, jump your highest Better in every way If my mama had bought me some P.I. Flyers Everything might have been okay Skip had a Fender basement, best amplifier in the land. He couldn't play, but it, it didn't matter. Got him into a band. I was plugging my guitar into my record player, sitting in my room all day. If I'd have had me a Fender amp, I might have gone all the way. I used to love the sound of time made Rushing past my ears Now it's gone by in the blink of an eye It's been 50 years Cindy with the scent of danger Betty with those puffy lips Barbie reaching through the sand I touched her fingertips Jennifer so tall and creamy Karen with her country ways I wanted to talk to them But I couldn't think of nothing to say Larry was a psycho Keeper Paul marched to a different drum. Third ball, he went a wall. I ain't seen him since. I wanted to be on that list to leave no fingerprints. I used to love the sound of time made rushing past my ears. It's gone by in the blink of an eye It's been 50 years
So welcome back. Hey, thanks. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, I like playing around here. Yeah, and Blackie, again, an honor to meet you. And like I was we talking earlier, Sonora's It's Death Row was one of my epiphany songs that got me to start going down this high-paying road of folk music. So, <laughs> yeah, really, really nice to meet you. It's good to hear something positive. Though. <laughs> I had a guy told me he came to see me and Commander Cody at a mm -hmm. drive in Berkeley, California one night. The next day he dropped out of college. <laughs> so, yeah, you should be proud of that. Yeah. Maybe. It's nice to be an influence on people, but it depends how you influence them, I guess. Well, maybe he was going to college for the wrong reasons. That could be. If you believe in fate, you know. Mm -hmm. Something was going to push him that way anyway. It might have been. It might as well have been one of your songs. Everything yeah. yeah. has a purpose, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, a new record for you, Eating at Me? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of stuff eating at me these I, days. So uh, this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regurgitate what we're asking people. What's eating at you these days? Well, you know. There's too many people. <laughs> Every time I get on the road in my car, there's too many people. And there's more subdevelopments, and there's and more. You, you know, know the, you know the problem with the drought in California, and we have one in Texas too. It's kind of that there's too many people for the amount of water we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That amount of water would be fine for a certain amount of people. Yeah. They don't look at it that way. That's the thing nobody talks about. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot eating at me, and. Uh, I do believe in technology, and I do believe this stuff is solvable, but we have a history of not working on anything until it's a crisis ruined beyond repair. Mm -hmm. It's just like in our nature. In this state, they're, you know, they're, they're putting the burden of the, the drought on the small guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, up for water in their little garden. And, yeah. And yeah. Nestle's pumping it out by... I know. Swimming I know. pool full. Yep. And yeah. rich people water in their lawns. Yeah. And uh, probably passed a few golf courses on the way out here too. Well, almost yeah. all the food for America is grown in California in the Central mm -hmm. Valley. It's yeah. amazing, and that's that's really important. I know. It's not just the water, you know. I mean, oil is petroleum, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about you know they're blaming the cars and and that kind of stuff for the shortage of oil. All those plastic Garfield cats people have stuck in the <laughs> yeah. car windows. They should melt those sons of bitches and make <laughs> records out of them. Star, <laughs> styrofoam coffee cups. That's yep. right. Yeah. It's all oil. That's it's all oil. Clothes. Stuff. Clothes are made. Shoes made out of oil. So there's plenty eating at you. Yep. It's and we'll figure it out. Yeah, and this is this is a this, that record's been out for a little bit. It came out in the beginning of February. Yeah, so it's uh, new-ish, and so you've been pretty you've been pretty steady with putting out quite a few records the last few years. I put one out about every two years. Uh -huh. I usually don't have any trouble coming up with the songs. I usually uh -huh. when it's time to make a record, I usually got thirty songs I can pick from and right narrow that down to ten or eleven. And and you probably have no problem getting the players you want, and you know, and you're still doing the home studio. It's yeah. out of your house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that works. Nice. I was going to say one song in particular, K-Pig's playing is 50 years. And yeah. it's funny how certain songs take on a certain, you know, because we all interpret songs, but we're, we're about to lose a really good friend who's sick. And that's, I don't know, and her name's Karen. So yeah. the chorus in that song, and she's a music connection with us. And it's just, it, oh, I, I, the song makes me cry, not because of what the song's about, but it just, for some reason, I glummed onto that, yeah. that kind of situation. It's a beautiful song. 
Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people responded to that one mm-hmm. on this album. Yeah. And I never really wrote about that kind of stuff before. Mm-hmm. I mean, people I was growing up with. and Yeah. I did a lot of writing very about, autobiographical. About, yeah. about growing up on this record. I yeah. just kind of started thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got a new record coming out from Blackie. Blackie has his first record out. Blackie's a legend in the yes in the music business and and been a successful songwriter for better part of a century or something like that. I don't know <laughs> yeah, how long it is, but, but um, has never made an album. Yeah, until now. I uh, started doing these radio shows in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Question that kept coming up. Where's the record? If you started writing songs when you were 15, mm-hmm. how come you waited this long to make a record? I didn't know what to tell them. <laughs> Except for, oh, you're having enough money. Yeah, money. yeah. So I was at home in bed after a gig one night trying to think of a pat answer. <laughs> I got it. So now I tell them, I say, I just wanted to avoid making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. <laughs> People are living longer these days. Yeah. 80 is the that new 110. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the Eagles will open for us. Yeah. <laughs> On their next comeback so. tour, they can open for you. <laughs> That's good. That works. Yeah. And so it's Gurf and Bill Kirshen produced it? Yeah. Yes. So I was saying you couldn't find anybody talented to work with on this. <laughs> I couldn't have found No, I couldn't have found not just Bill and Gerv, but Rick Richards on drums, mm-hmm. Andre Moran, the engineer. It was just, I'm calling it a perfect storm. Yeah. You know, we, we all just, everything just kind of went on to match. We didn't really have any glitches. Yeah. It was all the right people doing it for the right reasons. So it's the real dream team that came, came together at the right time. And all great songs. Yeah. Like 11 in basically five days. I mean, not counting wow. the drum sound and sure. all that sure. kind of stuff. So I, Pretty proud of it. I can't wait to hear it. I'm sure a lot of people are, are probably, you know, chomping at the bit to hear this record and hear you actually, you know. I'm the first. <laughs> you, know, I'm the first you get first ever. listen. Yeah. You probably get the first one out of the out of the box and the first listen. And but, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've heard the uh, the final mixes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it sounds great. It sounds oh, I, great. Can, I, I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, we just we got to hear a little bit on K Pig Live earlier, and I'm like. That's Blackie Farrell. He wrote Sonora's Death Row. I haven't heard this song. It's amazing. I mean, it's 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 a big deal for a lot of us. For a lot of people, it's going to be a big deal hearing you on a record and being able to hear you on the radio. And well, I'm glad to provide that for you. I, <laughs> I hope it's a big deal for all concerned. Well, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I'm a little nervous about the whole thing. Yeah. It is your first record. It's the first time you've put out your record with your name. And, yeah, yeah. But but you were in good hands. And it's like giving kids the key to your car. You know. <laughs> don't bring it back on empty. <laughs> I don't care about a couple of dads. Yeah. Make sure the tank's full when you bring it back. <laughs> so I want to ask, so not having yourself on a record before, but having a lot of really well-known people cover some of your songs, what's it like to hear, like, what's it like to hear your songs on your record? It's, it's surreal. Yeah. It's, it, well, it, you know, it depends on what part of my songwriting life mm-hmm. I've heard stuff. You know, yeah. I used to work as a pipe fitter, and I was 
working it for the government. We were outfitting the USDA lab. And I was up in this overhead brazing vacuum lines. Mm -hmm. It was hot up there. You know, every rule known to OSHA was being broken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cadmium fumes up wafting through the air. It's a miserable game. And uh, somebody had a ghetto blaster going on a country station. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my songs came on. Mm -hmm. And everybody was talking about how great, how they liked it and everything. <laughs> turned out. I had to just bite my tongue. Because mm. these guys, if I would have said, oh, I wrote that song, they'd have my pants down and my ass covered with pipe threading <laughs> oil <laughs> in a heartbeat. You, no, you, you knew when to be humble. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, it's just survival skills, you know. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, and then when Sonora, you know, get back to Sonora. Yeah. When guys like... Leo Kotke, Tom Russell from Weatherford, and Bill Kirchner were the mm -hmm. first guys to cut it. Bill Kirchner cut it first. Mm -hmm. And then the list goes on. And every one of these people that have recorded are great songwriters. Yeah, so yeah. They don't need anybody else's songs on their records. So it, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate, you know, sweet, you know. If you don't make a dive, you, know, you can't complain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people like that, and Robert Keane doing it, doing your songs. Yeah. It doesn't get any better when guys like this respect you for what you do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There are people that you look up to. Yeah, and you were saying Sonora in particular, Sonora's Death Row was sort of kind of a Marty Robbins-inspired tribute kind of song, and you were trying oh, to write yeah. that kind of song. Oh, yeah, well, he was a huge inspiration to mm -hmm. me. I saw him live when I was real young, coming out with that little teeny Martin. And just yeah. What a writer. Just yeah. Yeah. amazing song. And, and that and, voice, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. listen to songs like that, like El Paso and Big Iron. They're, they're, they're just top-notch writing. I, I don't care if you're talking about classic novels, you know, Oscar-winning yeah. movies. I don't care. It's right up there. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're all tired. they're classic American songs, even though they're being in that yeah. genre. Yeah, and, still, and yeah. the guy just. Uh, Knew how to deliver it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a perfect thing, and, and it, it just hit me between the eyes. And, and when I started writing songs, all my pretty much all my favorite music was coming from storytellers. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Lightning Hopkins, Jimmy Reed, mm -hmm. and Hank Williams, Marty Robbins, and yeah, guys like that. They were all storytellers. Mm -hmm. they all, you had to lean into a story and just shove it right down your throat. <laughs> yeah. That's what made that stuff so ballsy. Yeah. You know, I think Dylan had to have listened to Marty Robbins. Oh, yeah. Song. He came yeah. right after those, yeah. those songs came out, El Paso and Big Iron. It was like, yeah. like maybe a decade later, maybe, and that's, it was... It was no, like, no, just a few years, a couple... Oh, three, I guess so. Three, yeah. El Paso was 59, I think. Oh, okay, so it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Dylan came out in 60... Two or one or two, something like that. Yeah. So uh, he he had to be in there and that stuff. Yeah. And that that had to have been a big influence. Sure, on sure. He wrote like that those he verse did. after verse after verse and and also perfectly put together. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. It's the stories. It's the storytelling is really mm -hmm. got me wanting to be a yeah. And those songs hold up and yeah, exactly like Sonora's Death Row and 
All those. Yep, that's a really great, well-written song. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> so how's Eating at Me doing? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's getting played on the radio. Uh, good. Getting some good... It's getting played at the house, if that helps. Oh, good. You know, that our does little, help. Our, two, our demographic of two there at the house. <laughs> it's getting a lot of good reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, I happen to think it has the best album cover I've ever seen. It's this, I look at it, and, I, and I'll, I'll put a photo of it like in the notes for the podcast, yeah. but I, I thought it was a, an, an image, and then you look, and I'll, you have to look at the image to see, but yeah. where well, did that come from? It's, it's a great... And you have... Well, a, I was going to say, you have, you have great, great album titles. Because <laughs> you, well, you. you kind of go, you, you, you read it, then you read it again, and, and it's yeah. good. You know, it pulls well, you in. I happen to think it's about as good an album cover as, as I've ever seen, and that's just my opinion. Um, some people disagree. So you know, listeners can can have a look at it and decide. Uh, it got a got a review in Mother Jones, and they raved about the album. Wow! But they said it yeah. had spectacularly ugly album art, <laughs> which cracked me. That's up. That's a great quote. I know. I'm, I'm going to use that. That's a great and, quote. And so I decided whoever wrote that. Uh, it's the picture on the on the cover is of a log that I split to burn in the wood stove, mm-hmm. and when I split it, there were these big black ants all inside, eating it away, and it was honeycombed with these ant right. tunnels, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah. And so I just put my cowboy hat on top of it and took this picture, and I happen to think it just looks great, and I realized that the person who ever uh, wrote that line <laughs> about the spectacularly ugly album cart is obviously an insectophobe. Oh, right. <laughs> That's all I can figure. And for me, if you, especially seeing it like on the web on a small image, if you glance, it looks like like a face, a painting, yeah. and then you look and like, no, it's then you look closer, and then luckily I'm not afraid of ants, so I thought it was really cool. Blackie said it looks like Jack Palance, and it really <laughs> does. It really does. See now, if you're listening, you have to go look at the album yeah. cover, either yeah. at GurfmoreLicks.com or at my site. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a killer album. Yeah, like all of your records, they're just they're just you've got such a unique style, and it's your songwriting is so compelling and. And it makes you go back and listen again and again and again. Well, good. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. So we could listen now if you'd like. I hear a crowd gathering outside. I don't want to keep you from your peeps, but you want to play a song or two? Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, I'll play something here. Uh, Well, let me play this one here. This is a... Let me check the tuning here. We're in a different room now. You can edit this out and make it all professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I can say, this is what Gerf Morlick sounds like when he tunes his guitar. This is the right way to do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's a song called Blue Smoke. Nice. Those are some fine looking boots. Exotic leather must be custom made. Fancy stitching, neon colors. I hate to think how much you paid. You bought a vision of yourself in the mirror. You bought fashion, but fashion. Parts of the boot that really matter are the soul and 
the hill You got your top down And your high beams are on I can almost hear Your midnight moan But there's blue smoke Hanging in the air And your pistons They may be blown We used to have Conversations You tell me everything That was on your mind I live for your joy And your sorrow passion we can find blood and truth and unpaved roads don't you remember how that feels your gas gauge is getting down near empty your hands trembling You got your top down And your high beams are on I can almost hear Your midnight moan But there's blue smoke Hanging in the air And your pistons They may be blown Call me when you're drinking sloppy emails at 3 a.m. Say you got something, you just gotta tell me. Chili may hang in again and again. I won't be part of your collection. On display for all your friends to see. I love you, but I miss you even when you stand next to me. You got your top down and your high beams are on. I can almost hear your midnight moan. There's blue smoke hanging in the air And your pistons, I bet they're blown And I hope you make it home Beautiful song. Thank you. Nice. <clears throat> what was the story behind that one? Uh, it's just a sad relationship. Yeah. 
isn't what it's supposed a to be. A moment captured in three minutes. Yeah, yep. that's a great song. Um, people are gathering outside, but we have the room. Blackie, you'd like to play one for me? Yeah. You call it a podcast and call keep, it a show. Keep it kind of. Um, you can play whatever you want. <laughs> keep it in the same vein, maybe. You can do anything you want. This one's called Skid Row in My Mind. I'll try to play it with my fingers.
Get up, shout and say By the USA today On my way to work I slip above my fire Yeah, I got proof of my success On my office wall and desk But in this frame of mind I'm barely half alive And tomorrow I'll walk over and try to see the kids in recess time. But I'll hide so they don't run to me. Lord have mercy. I won't get rolled in my mind. And I wonder, does she tell her? All the words that I can't find To describe the way I feel inside I'm on skip in my mind That's how it goes. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. What a song. Oh, man. <sighs> I'm just kind of like just speechless. What a it's just suck the air out of the room there, didn't you? Yeah, but it's a perfect song. Yeah, it's slipped my wrist. Where's my knife? Uh, gentlemen, thank you. Blackie, thank guys, thank you for the, the songs and the inspiration. I kind of want to just go home and start writing now, but I got a show to host, and you guys got a show to play. You gotta so, put your cop down and go around and see how many girls you can make cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have the CD and I'll just pass it around. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Again, thank you for the time and the songs. And yeah. uh, let's go do a show. Yeah, All right. Let's do that. Cool. Thanks. Yep. That's how you do it. <laughs> Blackie Farrell and Gurf Morlicks talking about their new records and playing and. Uh, Wow, just, again, just really a cool chance to talk to two very just amazing songwriters and amazing gentlemen. <clears throat> and it was a hell of a show. Everybody, everybody walked away going, that was one of the best shows I've seen in a long, long time. So once again, Gurf Morlix's new record is called Eaten At Me. I talked to Gurf a couple of days ago, and they're, they're still working on getting the release together for Blackie Farrell, but I wanted to go ahead and get this podcast out to kind of let you all, let all y'all hear about Blackie and that he has music coming out. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. I mean, the guy who wrote, uh, you know, Mama Hated Diesels and Sonora's Death Row and a lot of other great tunes. So once once that record is released, I'll probably do like a special podcast promo just to get it out over the podcasting uh, channels and interweb kind of connections to let people know about it. So stay tuned for that. Um, coming up next on Songs and Stories. Oh, and by the way, you can you can buy Eaten at Me if you go to gurfmorlix.com. G-U-R-F-M-O-R-L-I-X, just like it sounds.com. You can also find links to go to this podcast on michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Coming up next on Songs and Stories, we're going to be talking to Kenny Butterall, a songwriter who actually kind of like, you know, he, he was a songwriter before he was a singer, a songwriter, performer, and you'll hear that story 
um, in the next episode coming up uh, probably in a few weeks. Kenny divides his time between Canada and Santa Cruz, California. He's currently on tour. I think he's in Europe right now. We had a really nice long conversation a few weeks back, so I'll put that together for the next podcast. Um, also kind of on deck is Jim Lewin, who I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. He's going to be on um, he's going to be at the Corlitas Cultural Center on July 17th, um, playing cuts from his two new records, Edge of the West and a, a bluegrass, kind of progressive bluegrass band. And once he gets those together and gets the final Masters track CDs in, we're going to meet and talk about both records. So that'll be coming up. You can subscribe in iTunes. And as always, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And also, if you're a regular listener, I'm using a new microphone. I would love to know how it sounds on your end. So uh, you can email me at michael at michaelgaither.com or go to the website, click on contact. And whether you heard this on uh, Grateful Dread Radio Nashville or KC Cafe Radio, or you found this on my website or iTunes or Twitter or Facebook um, or Stitcher, who carries this as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time. Talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither. Thanks again. Take care.